Dan Dickow here alongside Jason King for the Field of 68 Network. Obviously, I've got the Bulldog broadcast. Jason King has Sikkim 365 for coverage of Baylor basketball. We're previewing the action for tomorrow's game. It's really number one versus number two in both polls. Gonzaga's one in the AP, Baylor's two. But you flip-flop it in the coaches' poll, Baylor's one, Gonzaga's two. So I guess essentially you could say it's number one versus number one. Pretty exciting, pretty interesting. Jason, you mentioned it's only the third time in history that that has been the case with a regular season game. I got I to gotta ask you this because I really like Baylor's backcourt. I think defensively they're probably uh, the most dynamic backcourt on that end of the floor. They're really good offensively. But w- what do you see from Baylor early in this season? Kind of what we saw a lot of last year was just that defensive intensity, uh, like you said, in the backcourt and also down low a little bit with Mark Vidal, such a such a – different kind of player, you know, six foot five, you can guard just about every position. It's just relentless. And, and that was kind of their calling card last year. You know, they had a 23 game win streak at one point last season, they were ranked number one for five straight weeks. And it was largely because of that defense. And, you know, as good as their backcourt was last year, I, I think it's even better this year with the addition of Adam Flagler, the Presbyterian transfer, you know, they've got um, Butler and, and, and Teague uh, back but, but, you know, you add Flag- – and Davion Mitchell, but then you add Flagler to that mix uh, – to the mix off the bench, and, and they're just so deep. Usually a team will have two really good guards, maybe three, but to have four that can all just score it uh, is really, I think, their calling card. You know, that's funny. You say they have four really good backcourt players for Baylor. You know, just to kind of get excited about Gonzaga's backcourt because you probably don't know as much about them as I do – They've got six backcourt guys. I mean, you're talking about Jalen Suggs, who might be the freshman of the year. Right. Nemhart, who was a Florida transfer, got the waiver. Kispert's obviously a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ayayi started off tremendously. Aaron Cook, the grad transfer from Southern Illinois, has been really good. Uh, and I, I, I know I'm missing somebody off the top of my head because right. I did say six guards. Hard to remember when you have that many. But that's why these yeah. teams are one and two. I mean, you don't see this very often, you know. So That yeah. is – when I look at the the matchup on the interior, though, and last year uh, Baylor had really good interior presence with Freddie Gillespie, and if I if I remember the name right, Tristan Clark, he's he's now mm-hmm. retired due to injury. If I if I'm not mistaken, how are they going to match up with? Drew Timmy because he's gotten off to a tremendous start here as a sophomore. Yeah, and, and I think that's the key, not just to this game, but to, to Baylor's season. You know, losing Gillespie was a, a huge blow. Clark wasn't quite as big of a factor last year because he was hurt, but when you saw him in 2019, he definitely was. So, uh, you know, they, they've replaced those guys with a, a red shirt uh, named Jonathan Chamachanga. JTT is his name, and he, he's very athletic, very good, but this is really only his fourth big time college game and the first time he's played an opponent of the, the caliber of Gonzaga. So I think that's where, you know, you got to worry uh, about Baylor a little bit is how they're going to match up with such youth and an experience there with these high level, highly skilled uh, front court players at Gonzaga, you know, uh, Mark Vidal, as I mentioned, such a great defender, so relentless, doesn't have the height maybe in the, in the offensive uh, ability of maybe some other guys, but he's going to make things tough on people. And keeping him out of foul trouble will be a huge key for Baylor. I think one of the things that I'm most looking forward to keeping an eye on is the adjustments that Baylor makes 
about what Gonzaga does because there's a lot of connections between these two programs. Assistant mm-hmm. coach for Baylor, John Jacobs, was at Gonzaga as a director of ops for a number of years. And a, a former co-worker of mine at yeah. another company that I work for called SB Live Sports, Rem Bacamus, is a grad assistant, and he was formerly a walk-on at GU. So those two guys know the program as well as anybody. Uh, have you had a chance to connect with those guys uh, over the course mm-hmm. of your time covering them? And then what is your take on how they well they know the program of Gonzaga? Well, I, that's one thing I love about this game is just those kind of side storylines. I just think there's so much respect between these two programs and these two staffs. I know Scott Drew kind of considers Mark Few one of his most respected coaches and better friends in the business. And, you know, Jacobs and, and Rem have brought so much to Baylor's program. I, I mean, Jacobs is scouting and his preparation for games. Uh, and and uh, not only that, his recruiting, <laughs> he's, he's responsible for Adam Flagler being here and and several other guys. I mean, I think Baylor's program has, has kind of gone to a never, another level, you know, these next couple of years, largely because of, of Jacobs. So, you know, I don't know if I'm sure Mark Fee's probably changed a few things up uh, to make sure that, that since Jacobs has left, and, and I, everyone always just assumes, oh, they know their playbook. Well, I'm sure they've changed it a little bit to, to, to guard against that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that'll, that'll be an interesting side story for sure. It will be fun to watch for me because I know both of those guys really mm-hmm. well. Uh, don't want to run too long with the podcast in the yeah. preview of this game. So we'll end it with a prediction from both of us. Right. So well, I want to ask you, first, you go though. first. Okay. You got yeah, a question let, for let me? You know, let me ask a question. You know, I, I think a key storyline here is the, is, is Suggs and, and, you know, he was injured the other night and God, everyone was panicking. I'm sure you were as a, a Gonzaga guy. And even me as just a college basketball guy, you don't want to see these elite players get hurt. But, you know, when he went out and, you know, everyone was thought, feared for the worst, and he came back in. But over the like, have you heard anything over the last couple of days on his status? And I'm sure he'll play, but is he hurt bad? What's the what's the latest with him? I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't asked, and partly, probably as a Gonzaga fan, I don't want to know anything right. more. I just yeah. want to see him get out there and uh, and and compete and play well on 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 Saturday. You know, the thing yeah. is, he came back. Mm-hmm. And he limped the first couple possessions back, and then Coach Few kind of put him to the test. Like, hey, if you're going to limp, you're out. And yeah. he ended up playing. Now, what happens is in a lot of times with really good players in those situations, you know, maybe you don't have the impact statistically that you would have had, but mm-hmm. you're such a dynamic and a high-level player that the other team's really got to continue to focus on you and take things away. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the effect that he had in the game the other night. So – that will be mad. That'll be fascinating to watch because yes, tremendous point guard. Um, is he hundred percent hard to say, but he's going against a really good, uh, backcourt guy with experience in Butler. So, yeah. um, before we jump off, what's your prediction and I'll give you mine. Yeah. Well, not, we're probably going to both sound like homers here. I, I just, I just love what I've seen from Baylor, especially defensively early on. I worry about the, them a little bit in the front court, uh, you know, with some inexperience there, but I, I just, I do, I feel good about Baylor's chances in this one. I think it's going to be a great game, maybe high scoring. I, I'm going to go with Baylor 86, 82. Uh, I like the prediction of the high scoring, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go Gonzaga uh, as you could probably predict. Uh, I think it's going to be Gonzaga. I, I'm going to, I'll go with that 86 number as well, but uh, I'm going to go Gonzaga 86, Baylor 77. 
Okay. I just think Gonzaga's yeah. got enough firepower on the interior um, that they can kind of take care of things down low. And I think the guards are, for the most part, going to be a wash. I think Drew Timmy is going to be the difference maker in the game. Yeah. Well, hey, credit to both of these coaches for putting this game together. Uh, you know, you want to see the best teams play each other. And, and during a time when there's so much angst and frustration and uncertainty, I'm glad we've we've got this game. So good to, good to talk with you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And no matter what happens, I think these teams are going to both benefit from it. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm glad to be a part of the Field of 68 Network, yeah. as I'm sure you are. Yeah, and uh, if our schedules allow, I know we're going to have to do a recap at some point. Unless Baylor comes out, then I might dodge that uh, you might text message thread. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, and, and hopefully we can meet uh, in Indy in person in, in, in March or April. And because uh, both of these two teams, I don't care what happens tomorrow, both of these two teams are top four teams. And I hope they both make the final four. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Thanks again, Jason. And for the Field of 68 Network, I'm Dan Dickow with the Bull, Bulldog Broadcast. He is Jason King with Sikkim 365.